Thank you for tuning in to Church on the Rock podcast. We have a great sermon in store for you. We hope this message challenges you, builds you, and motivates you into taking the next step in your purpose with God. Enjoy the sermon. Bible, don't you? Ecclesiastes chapter 12. All right, okay, so we're gonna we're gonna talk about honoring God is serving God. Somebody say honoring God is serving God in every area of my life. Praise God. In every area of your life, God wants you to serve him in every capacity of life that you're involved in. You know, uh, New Year's night, several of you got up and talked about your occupation and, um, and your occupation, how God had blessed you to serve the organization where you work with excellence. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is the call of God on every believer's life. <clears throat> God wants you to stand out in uh, whatever service you're rendering Amen. Amen. As a member of the kingdom of God. And how you serve in your occupation is a reflection on how you honor God. Because you don't really work for your supervisor. You don't really work for the organization. You work for God. That's his company. That's why he can promote you without anybody's permission. Amen. That's why he can promote you without anybody's permission. That's why if, if, if God's called you to have a business, that's the reason why your business will expand when the economy is going down, uh-huh. your business will continue to expand. Amen. Amen. Because you are in a stewardship to the Most High God. Amen. So I want to talk to you today about honoring God is serving God. Amen. Amen. So <clears throat> look over here in Ecclesiastes, and we'll, we'll get these scriptures out to show this to you. Um, honoring God is serving God. It's serving God in your family. How you conduct yourself in your home is a reflection of how you honor God. Amen. Somebody say amen. 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 Hallelujah. You're not supposed to just live any kind of way at home and then come to church and shout hallelujah. Right, right. Well, praise God. At least you said hallelujah, though. Amen. amen. But you can repent and still say hallelujah. Repentance yeah. is a good word. Yeah. Repentance is a good word because repentance restores you back to honor. Amen. Repent. Amen. Say amen to that. Repentance is good. You have to repent a lot in this life. Because we all growing up and we all maturing, repentance is telling God my rebellion is over. My rebellion against you is over. Amen. And I'm submitting myself and yielding myself. The Bible said in Romans chapter eight, even yield your instruments as as members to God. That that my body is used to serve God. Amen. Body is a temple of God and used to serve God. There's nothing in my life I want in rebellion, and, and the enemy is able to use it to expand his kingdom. Amen. I don't want the enemy to be able to use my money, no. my body, mm-hmm. my family, mm-hmm. or anything that I have authority over to promote darkness. Yeah. Yeah. Amen? Amen. Amen? So, uh, and when I use it all to serve God, I'm honoring God. Mm-hmm. You know, we sang the song this morning, Oh, How I Love You. Well, God knows you love him according to John chapter 14 if you obey him. 
Amen. Amen. And if I need to repent, repentance is obeying him. Because right. yeah. the first message Jesus preached was repent. Yeah. For the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God is here. Amen. Amen. And we're going to talk more about the kingdom of God because that's where all the power is at. Amen. That's, that's where the power is to make heaven show up on the earth. Amen. And when you're in the kingdom of God, that's the place where the wicked one touches you not. Yeah, that's right. That's right. In the kingdom of God, that's where all the power is. Mm -hmm. And maybe we need to talk about a little bit about that this morning. But over in Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 13, I like to call it the whole Bible in one verse. Mm -hmm. The whole Bible is in one verse. Praise God. If you read that verse every day, you just read the whole Bible. Mm -hmm. you, just, you just read what God is requiring of you as a being created in his image and his likeness. Mm -hmm. Amen. Yeah. Created with honor and glory, just like him, in the God class. So God could assign him authority in all the entire earth and gave him dominion over the works of his hands. Mm -hmm. Amen. Mm -hmm. That there was nothing in the earth that stirred Adam up. He never got afraid. He never got upset about anything. Nothing ever made him afraid. Nothing ever gave him anxiety. Why? Because he was in dominion. When you can handle the situation, there's no need of being afraid. When you have ability to control everything in your life, then there's no reason to be afraid of anything. So Adam didn't know what fear was because he was in control and in dominion of everything that moved on the earth. Yeah. Yeah. He was over the trees. He was over the animal life. He wasn't afraid of crocodiles. He wasn't afraid of lions. He wasn't afraid of alligators. They were all under his dominion. He wasn't afraid to go in the woods because everything in the woods he controlled. He wasn't afraid of the weather because he controlled the weather. He kept it 70 all the time. I guess between 70 and 75 all the time. There was no tornadoes. There was no hurricanes. There was no, there was no news flash. Get a blanket and get in the tub. Come on. Right. Because he was in control of everything yeah. because God gave him that dominion. Amen. When you lodge and in charge, you're not afraid of nothing. Yeah. Yeah. You go to sleep at night. Yeah. You don't take anxiety yeah. pills. Yeah. You don't take depression pills. Nothing is there to depress you. Yeah. Yeah. Praise God. Then God went and made him a woman and gave it to him. Yeah. Boy, he was kicking it then. Yeah. <laughs> Come on now. God said it was very good. As soon as he saw that woman, he said, you bought him my bone. And he started rapping right off <laughs> with no instructions. Yeah. <laughs> he had a line for everything. And she believed it. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Praise God. And, and they had dominion over the, over the whole planet. Yeah. There was no such thing as fear and anxiety. There was no such thing as worry, stress. There was no such thing like that. It didn't exist. It didn't exist. And the Bible said God created him and crowned him with honor and glory. And because of his assignment and because of the honor and glory, everything yielded to his word. And he was walking in honor toward God. You have to understand this. God will give power to people that honor him. Yeah, 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 he will yeah. give dominion to people that honor him. Yes. You can go to sleep at night. Yeah. Yeah. You can get, forget about financial worries and financial challenges. 
We can even go to the second Adam. Who is that? Jesus. When Jesus came, everything was in chaos. Everything is in chaos. Yes, it was. People were, people were dominating other people. People were in worry and fear and sickness and disease and tragedy was everywhere. And he comes into this planet as created in the image and likeness of God. God himself manifested in the flesh, crowned with glory and honor all over again. And he had a special anointing on his life. His, his anointing, Adam was anointed to just live. Jesus was anointed to live and bring everything dead back to life. So he would stop funerals. Come on now. He'd stop funerals, amen, and raise the dead. Why? Because he's another man with dominion over everything in the earth. He said, Father has given all things into my hand. All power has been given unto me. Amen. Praise God. He was walking in dominion and power. He had so much dominion and authority. When other people needed boats to get across the lake, he walked across. Why? Because he, everything that's created again is under his dominion and authority. When the winds are blowing, they're damaging winds. It's the kind of winds, if you got a boat, it won't float. It's going under because the wind is going to flip your boat. Amen. And when other men are screaming, he's sleeping. He's different than everybody else uh -huh. because he's a man with dominion. Listen, a man with dominion of God is not afraid of anything yeah. because he knows the kingdom is behind him. Yeah. Amen. He knows the power of God is behind yeah. him. When they wanted to throw him off a cliff, he just walked right through them. Right. That's right. No bodyguards, no, no, no secret service. Yeah, he did have the angels of God. Yeah. Just walk right through them. Lazarus was dead three days, but because he had a power and authority and dominion, praise God. Amen. And crowned with glory and honor. He stood in front of the tomb and said, roll away the rock. It take a lot of boldness just to get, ask people to move the rock. Then he hollered, Lazarus, come forth. And the Bible said he was wound in grave clothing, burial clothing from his foot to the top of his head, which means he was incapable of walking to the opening of the tomb. But because the king and the master called you, you got to come anyway. <laughs> come on, Miss Crystal said, translate it to the door. Let the power of God moved him to the front door. Angels carried him to the front door. And he said, loose that man and let him go. Yeah. Yeah. It was such a miraculous event that weeks later they had a, a dinner at Lazarus' house to honor Jesus from raising him from the dead. And everybody was looking at him and looking, man, you praise God. Somebody coming from the dead, you're going to be looking at him. Yeah. Sitting at the dead, yes, you would, three days. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the testimony about his death from his sisters that he stinketh now. Yeah. Amen. All the Rome of death is gone. Come on now. I'm talking about, <laughs> I'm really talking about, I'm talking about a man with dominion. Praise God. Amen. He has that kind of authority because he's walking in tonal submission and unison with God. And what Adam taught us is the moment you disobey, 
and dishonor God, you lose the power to succeed at life. So the second Adam came and his first word was repent. And really I want to talk about that word. That word it means to stop rebelling. Stop being a rebel. Because there's two kingdoms. It's the kingdom of God and the kingdom of darkness. And uh, we're going to talk more about the kingdom. But the kingdom functions with excellence when the people in that kingdom honor the authority of that kingdom. The United States, probably about, United States, probably about four, oh, I don't know, 100 to 150 years ago, we had a civil war in our country. Over a million people died, half a million. Half a million. And the people in the South were called what? Rebels. rebels. Now, why were they called rebels? Because it was a what? A barrier against what? What authority? What authority? What was the authority? The authority was that Constitution. It was a blood. It was really an oath, definitely. Could have been a blood sworn oath. You can't break it. For whatever reason, you cannot break it. You better sit down at the table and work it out, but you cannot break it. You cannot succeed. You can't. The Declaration of Independence, the Mayflower Compact, they were all covenants. One nation under who? With liberty? For who? So if you don't give it to all, you just did what? So you got a problem. And it brewed and brewed and brewed for years. Instead of fixing it, some people just said, we're going to live against our oath, and we're going to break it. And as a matter of fact, we're no longer a part of this union. And we will fight to the death to break away from our established agreement before God. You got to know some about covenant. To break a covenant is dishonor. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing Adam did in the garden. Mm-hmm. So there's a fight. And once the fight is over with, the rebels or the rebellion is crushed. And so the generals came to Abraham Lincoln, who was the president at that time. What are we going to do with these rebels? We have the power to wipe them off the earth. We got it now. They have lost. They have lost. Didn't look like we were going to lose it first. But as things went on, it got bad for the rebels to the point they had no choice but to surrender. 
And if the movie's right, General Lee said, I'd rather die a thousand deaths than to do what I gotta do. Unconditional surrender to U.S. Grant. So, when it looked like they were gonna lose, there was a meeting between the generals and Abraham Lincoln. They said to President Lincoln, what do you want us to do with the leaders of the rebellion what do you want us to do with the army of rebellion? You know what he said? Let them up easy, boys. We are one nation. Bring them back into the country. And that's what he said. Caleb, stand right here. Brother Jim, stand over here. They're right over there. We're going to let you be the devil since you wrote War Red this morning. <laughs> We're going to let you be Jesus since you look GQ. <laughs> All right? So, God creates the man, and let me be the man. And so, I'm really God's man. But there's a rebel over here that's rebelled against God's authority. And he's determined to stay that way. He used to rule the planet according to the Bible. His name was not Satan. His name was Lucifer. He convinced a third of God's angels to succeed, mm -hmm. secede from the union. And they went over and they sided with him, one-third of them. And then the thought was he was going to use this force to take over God's throne. He said, I'm going to take over God's place. And the Bible said he just thought it. <coughs> Did nobody get to pick up a sword, a stave, a spear, nothing? He just thought it. That's the kind of power God's got. He just thought it. And then Jesus wrote, I say that, Jesus wrote in the book of Luke, I saw him fall like lightning. <laughs> God had set him on fire and threw him down to the earth, and the earth was destroyed. When you pick up the book of Genesis, chapter 1, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Then you go to verse 2, and the earth was without form and void. God didn't create it that way. Between verse 1 and 2, there was a war. And earth was destroyed, not heaven. Heaven just looked like nothing ever happened. Earth was destroyed. Because the earth was destroyed, God had to go back through Genesis chapter 1 and recreate the earth. Now, once these guys failed, he had to find somebody else. Once he reestablished the earth, he had to find another ruler to rule the planet the physical planet. Mm -hmm. Heaven is a spiritual planet. You can't see it with your natural eye because spiritual things travel faster than the speed of light. How fast is the speed of light? If you could travel at the speed of life, light, you would go around the earth seven times before you could count one. So things move so fast you can't see it with the natural eye. So God had to create somebody to function in this spiritual planet 
as ruler and Lord. So what was his solution? Let us make man in our own image, in our own likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish, the birds of the air, the everything that creepeth on the ground. The, he had dominion over the entire planet. So here's man. Let me be that man. The rebel comes back along. The Bible said he already tricked a third of his angels. The devil is slick. Say amen to that. Amen. He's untricked us a bunch. Yeah. Amen. Somebody may still be in rebellion here today. Once I get through talking, <laughs> you need to repent. So God creates this man. And come up here, stand up here, Pastor Cynthia, since and since you're on the front row, and you, my woman, you what God gave me. Hallelujah. So now we got a choice here. Amen. Amen. So she goes and talks to him. Because he know I ain't going to listen to him. And he convinces her that his plan is better than God's plan. You think anybody have ever been convinced that the devil's plan is better than God's plan? See, there are two plans on the planet. We acting like it's a whole lot of ways to live. No. Either light or darkness. Jesus want to keep it simple. People say it's a gray area. But that's just a gray area. No, it's not a gray area. You want it gray because the devil creates gray. Yeah. Right. It's called confusion, yeah. chaos. seduction, yeah. tricked, yeah. flim flam, yeah. bamboozled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just got flim flammed. Yeah. And all the angels in heaven know it. Yeah. There are no gray areas. Yeah, that's Amen. Either you with God or you not. So, he told her that God's holding back on you. That if you disobey him, you will become your own God and you won't need him. Now, because now the reason why the devil rebelled against God because when you read about how God made him, he was perfection, beauty. He was all the arts wrapped into one. If he was here this morning, we wouldn't need any instruments. He had music in him. He was Lord over the worship of God. And he had instruments in him. That is the reason why I'll say it like T.D. Jake said, my best singers are in the pews or out of the church. You don't want musical talent in the church. You know where he wants it? He wants to use it because it's powerful. You know, that's probably why you're going to get some ding-dongs or something like that this evening, because they put music to it. <laughs> Making unhealthy food look healthy and put music behind it. 
Yeah, in the restaurants, that's why our music's always playing. Yeah. Keep eating. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. You ready for the dessert menu? Turn the music up. <laughs> He's a deceiver is who he is. He tricks people into succeed, succession against God. He wants you to stand as a rebel against God. And so he convinced the woman, and the woman comes back home. Come on back home. She's home, but something on her now. And she convinces him. Which is you which is me, <laughs> to side with darkness instead of God. Now, I think this lasted a long time. Because sometimes the people in your life that's closest to you will keep working on you. Yes. Because I don't believe he broke in one day. No. I think he had to sleep on the rooftop a couple of days. <laughs> on the couch a couple of days, went without dinner for a week or two, went without something else and probably longer. You'll figure out what that is later on. He went without a touch for a while. Don't touch me. Pressure. It's pressure. Because he, she was deceived, he has to be broken. And because bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh, he had a, he had a spiritual tie with her, a soul tie with her, and a body tie with her. And because of the pressure, and along with the pressure, he yielded and flat out took his family and rebelled against God. And now they came over here. Now when you come over here, you just gave up your honor. So the glory leaves. The riches leave. The dominion leaves. And the power leaves. You get to be what you think is your own God, mm -hmm. but you live under his dominion. His dominion yeah. And for the first time, Adam felt what it was like to be scared, mm -hmm. afraid. <coughs> now God told him, he said, the moment you do this, you're going to die if you disobey me. Die means you're completely cut off mm -hmm. from whatever supply, help, rescue, blessing that the Almighty provides, you're completely cut off over here. You're in total rebellion. It's so bad over here. Over here, you were, un you were empowered by that spirit, mm -hmm. but over here, you're under control by this spirit. Mm -hmm. yeah. He becomes your God now. Yeah. You cannot control fear, anxiety, you have his nature now, and you function by what he dictates. And because it was a choice, you're in rebellion against God. 
anything that God wants to do doesn't seem right to you anymore. His word is not something I choose or desire to obey. And when Jesus came to this earth, earth he was preaching, repent. What he was preaching was, stop being a rebel. Stop rebelling against this God. Because this is a time of grace. If time continues, if it continues, and you stay here, there's a time that God is ending this life as it is. And there's a judgment coming. And you're going to be judged with this guy right here. You're going to get the same thing he's getting. He says, if I come back and you're not ready, he says, everybody that's living under him, I'm not taking. It's called the rapture of the church. It could be two in a house and two in a bed. I'll leave one and I'll take the other. Because the earth is going to get a chance. The whole earth is going to get a chance to see what it's like to be cut off from God. You're going to get that chance. One way or the other, you're going to get that chance. If you continue to live in rebellion against your creator and your maker. So when Jesus came, God sent him here. And Jesus said, when I get there, what do you want me to do with people? He said, preach the gospel and give them a chance to repent. He said, if they repent, what do you want me to do? He said, let them up easy. Let them come back by their own choice into the union again with God. Amen. Because Jesus didn't come. (laughs) He didn't come in weakness. He came with power. He said the kingdom or the rule or the dominion of God has come. My assignment is to destroy everything that he ever did. Amen. Amen. So you don't want to be hanging out with him. My my job is to destroy, not pat it, to destroy the works of the devil. My job is to put down all rule and dominion before this thing is over with. Mm -hmm. Put down everything that is opposed to the kingdom of God. And then I'll turn back and give all the authority back to my father. That's his ultimate assignment. That is his ultimate assignment. And what people have to do is understand how good it is over here. Because the devil will try to tell you it's good over there. And it's not good over there. Eventually, the wages of sin produce death. That's eventually what it does. It produces death. But over here, you get back to the place where Adam was. You don't have to be afraid over here. I don't care what the economist says, you don't have to be afraid over here. Even if it looks like it's short, you don't have to be afraid over here. Because the kingdom can make bread on the spot. Jesus was demonstrating what the kingdom was like. Amen. Amen. But people over here have to be crowned with honor and glory and have honor toward God. Now, even when I'm here, this is, he's not going to stop. 
Even if you decide to come over, he ain't going to stop. He wants you to give up your honor. Because when you give up your honor, you lose the ability to lay hands on the sick. You lose the ability to cast out devils. You lose the ability to prosper. You lose the ability to excel in this life. You lose that ability. Now, he knows you're going to use that ability. But over here, he knows that you're not just going to walk right out because Adam didn't walk right He's got to get you to believe that there's a need in your life that he can meet better than God. He could tell you, well, your husband is over here. You ain't going to have no man unless you come over here. You're not going to have no wife unless you come over here. You're going to be single your whole life. Now, this is what I say. Because everybody you meet ain't going to be saved. They're not going to be saved. But if you run into somebody that's not saved, your first job is not to date. No. In the kingdom, you have an assignment. What is the assignment? Go into all the world. Preach the gospel. To every creature. See, the first thing, I should be more concerned about their soul being in rebellion to God instead of having the urge to merge. I'm preaching real good right now. This is a real church. This is a real church. Because you know better. That's right. They not compromising. They living in darkness and probably and don't even know it. Because anybody had sense would be over here. Because the Bible said if you had sense, men that got sense are pressing into the kingdom. Because into the kingdom you cast out devils. Into the, in the kingdom, you don't run out of money. In the kingdom, you don't run out of joy. In the kingdom, you don't get depressed. In the kingdom, your children are not on the side of an old milk carton. In the kingdom, nobody plucks anything out of your hand. You have dominion and authority over all the works of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm you. Over here is the best place to be. When you got sense, you press into the kingdom. Why do you think everybody trying to come to America? That's right. Ain't nobody pressing into Cuba. <laughs> you know how many people have died trying to get out of Cuba? Oh my to, to try to float 90 miles yep. and come up on the beach? You know how many people trying to get here? That people would just marry you. Just to get USS yep. citizenship. Right. Then after they done, they leaving you. Yeah. They'll go through a whole marriage service. <laughs> Act like they in love with you. Yeah. Play with you for weeks and months yeah. and years trying to get you to the courthouse because they want US citizenship. Yeah. Yeah. You know how many people cross this borders illegally? Because mm -hmm. it's a better place to live. Mm -hmm. Anybody got any intelligence always moves to better. Yeah. Yeah. You got to be deceived. Yeah. 
to stay in darkness, to stay depressed, to stay hungry, to stay in fear of your life. And just, I'm going to stay here. You got to be in the clutches of something. Even more darkness. Anybody with any sense wants that freedom. They want the liberty and pursuit of happiness in life. They want that. And so Jesus doesn't come with an army. He comes with a kingdom. The kingdom shows up with one man. Anytime any kingdom has ever showed up and wanted people to change, they showed up with bullets and guns. Anytime another kingdom, and Jesus said in time come, there'll be kingdom, kingdom arising against kingdom. And the only time a kingdom shows up to overtake you, they believe they can whoop you. They believe they can take you. They believe they have the force to overcome you. And that's the reason why. And, and when they come, they come to change the way you live. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh-huh. They come to change your language if you don't speak their language. They come to change your culture if you don't speak their culture. They come to change the way you dress. If you they come to change the way you are educated. They want you educated the way they want you educated. When another kingdom, and you'll have no choice of the kingdom greater than yours. You just come under that rule and you come under that dominion and you come under that authority. You got to change. You forced to change. Or you become illegal or an outlaw to the kingdom. Now you're prosecuted by their laws. And that's the way that thing works. So the Bible says Jesus came to bring a kingdom. His kingdom is different. He didn't come with bullets and he didn't come with guns. He came with life and life more abundant because he knows that's what people want. And so he demonstrated the ability to produce life. So he comes into the whole city and everybody that believed that the kingdom of God was there and believed in the healing message that he preached, which we're going to preach next week, got healed. When everybody in the city gets healed, you know something has showed up here. So he would announce the kingdom of God is here and he's crowned with glory and honor and he is a representative of the kingdom and he has the ability to manifest its power. He goes into the city, everybody's depressed, everybody's lunatic, everybody is oppressed with the devil. He casts out the devil. Amen. When it's time for provision, they're out of wine, they're out of bread, what does he do? And I'm not, when I said wine, I'm not talking about MD 2020 or whatever Morgan Davis. I'm talking about unfermented wine. You got to say that because the devil had helped them think, well, you know what? You all right. No, you're not. You need to read what the Bible says. You need to read what the kingdom says about it. Amen. You need to read what your Bible said about it. I don't care what everybody else is living. Most people you know, may be living over here. Yeah. Yeah. Right. This is what I'm going to say about relationships. You got to say that. This young lady, she was uh, dating a guy that was not, young man that wasn't saved. And she took him to a Kenneth Copeland meeting because he was really over here. She was not interested in her image in being with him. She was more interested in his soul. She said, sex is off the table until marriage. 
I'm preaching real good right yes, now. Yes, you are. It's good. Amen. Amen. She took some, take him to a kin of Copeland meeting. His eyes get open in the meeting. Immediately he leaves this side. See, if people get the truth enough, right. yeah. he said if the kingdom of God is, they're going to press into that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Over here you don't lose your children. Over here you don't lose your health. Right. Over here you don't lose your money. Mm-hmm. Over here you don't lose your mind. Over here yeah. you don't yeah. lose your family. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. Over here you're guaranteed to lose. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to lose something. Mm-hmm. I don't live long enough. You're going to live. If you're smart and you observe, you're going to lose something. Mm-hmm. You just write it down. Because mm-hmm. Satan comes with nothing but to what? I'm going to steal your honor first so you'll have no glory. Now you have no defense against me. And you'll come under my dominion. Your wife will come under my dominion. Your children will come under my dominion. Your grandchildren, unless somebody in there gets saved and get over here and got more authority. You won't have a family tree once I'm done with your life. I'll scatter everything you got. Because he doesn't know how to bless He's a destroyer. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And Jesus said when the real kingdom is preached, people coming over here by the droves. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Over here, depression will lift off you. Over here, you can tell the devil to take his hands off your family members, and he will obey you. Over here, you got dominion and authority. This kingdom is more powerful than that kingdom. This kingdom controls this kingdom, and this kingdom is going to eventually put that one down where it's completely non-existent. Amen. Go to the book of Revelation. Amen. He's going to completely undo everything the devil did so it'll look like he was never here before. You wouldn't know if it was you wouldn't know if it was a civil war on this in this nation unless we kept all the parks. Oh mercy. Without all the monuments. Yeah. And some education systems don't even want you to know your history. Right. Unless you see somebody you know, in a real kingdom, you couldn't in a in a, in a real kingdom, you couldn't fly the defeated defeated flag nowhere. But he said, let them up easy. He said, let them up easy. In some countries, you couldn't do that, though. Ride down the street with defeated emblem. Because they don't know what you're trying to do. In some countries, they just get you out of your truck and, and execute you right on the spot. But in here, we got freedom of speech and everything. We got liberties that other places don't have. So guess what? People won't live here. And he said, when the real kingdom is preached, people are going to press into that. My job is to preach you the kingdom of God and how to live in it in such a way that you take full advantage of it. Jesus said, when you live in the kingdom, you speak to the mountains and mountains will obey you. Jesus said, when you live in the kingdom, whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, it's coming to pass. Well, you hear New Year's night, New Year's night, everybody got up and talked about the healing. Because mm-hmm. in the kingdom of God, your body don't get sick. That's right. That's good. Matter of fact, in the real kingdom, your youth is renewed. Yes. Where everybody over here, yeah. 
is waxing and falling apart. Over here, your body is still being renewed. You got kingdom promises in here. Amen. You're supposed to still look good at 90. Amen. Aging belongs over there. Come on now. I'm just telling you right now, the people ain't really, really lived in the real kingdom. And the church ain't preached the kingdom to you. Let me tell you that right now. Because they live in all kind of ways. And a lot of times people over here say, I don't want Christians talking to me because I know I'm over here. But they're supposed to be over there. Uh And they're trying to tell me how to live, Mm -hmm. and they are over here with us. (laughs) You're an imposter. (laughs) Really, because your spirit is born again. You can't unborn again your spirit. You're not a rebel. Stand up with the rest of the rebels. Be the rest of the rebels. Be a real rebel for a minute. Now, I'm born again, but I'm over here with him. On the inside of him, he looks just like him. On the inside of him, he looks like him. But I'm over here now. Now, you're not going to have no peace over here. Amen. Because he's going to be telling him he all right. You be the Holy Ghost. You be the Holy Ghost. And then you look at me over here, and you're supposed to say, what are you doing over here? What is your problem? I'm not going to let you feel good over here. I'm going to get on your nerves. You know you wrong. You know you ought to get out of here. I don't care what he said. I don't care what kind of say. You belong over here. So the whole time you over here, he don't get this voice, but you getting it. Amen. Go to the bar. You're going to get it. Yeah. Yes, you are. Yeah. Praise God. Yes, you are. Yeah. Go, go to some place you ain't got no business going. Right. Go in the corner in the booth in the dark. You're going to be hearing two voices. Yeah. You're going to be hearing, come on, honey. And you're going to be hearing, get out of here, honey. Yeah. Yeah. At the same time. Yeah. So you can't have fun over here. Yeah. <laughs> Because you have reestablished yourself yeah. with that kingdom, and he will not turn you loose. Yeah. He, is, he is in covenant with you yeah. to perfect you until yeah. the day yeah. Jesus comes back. Yeah. And if God will go into yeah. Sodom and Gomorrah yeah. and pull a lot out of there, yeah. oh, you get back over here. Well, you, but no, he wouldn't, he wouldn't do that. But you get back over here where you belong. Yeah. Don't make somebody have to come get you. Don't make us send somebody for you. If you over there, we sending somebody because we ain't losing nothing to the darkness. We ain't losing no children. We ain't losing no nephews. We ain't losing no cousins. Bless God. Everything we got, we want it over here. Because when you're over here, we ain't got to stay up at night worrying about what you're doing over here. We ain't got to stay up at night. We ain't got to deal with all the trouble the devil's going to get you. Going down and getting you out of jail. If you do meet somebody like this, you know what your job is? 
instead of trying to get them to be your friend, Come on over here, Pastor. It's like you was over here, yeah. <laughs> Let me show you what I had to do for her. Let me just demonstrate. <laughs> I was saved, <laughs> sanctified, <laughs> and filled with the Holy Ghost, <laughs> practically from my mother's womb. <laughs> Winking me like you was doing back in the day. Because I didn't know nothing about all that. Like you was doing. So, come on over here. You want me to take you well? You want me to do what to the who's it now? We got a decision to make. But because I was so much like Adam, (laughs) I found myself floating. Have you ever floated? (laughs) But you're feeling good right now. That's the way, uh uh-huh, uh-huh, like it. Then you take me. You, don't even know, you can't even do it no more. All right, there you go. You kicking it right now. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good. But you know, trouble's on this way. Then I had to come to a place. Where I said, I don't care what it takes. Yeah. Going home. You will find compromise will cause you confusion and more trouble you can ever want to get in. Then one day I got a phone call. It was somebody else. Go back over here. I got a phone call. Are you going to say something? Anyway, my testimony is my testimony. Okay? I live this. I'm sure she got one too. I get a phone call. I said, Who is this? I need to see you because I'm saved and sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost. She made a change. We were both over here. And we watched each other for a year and a half. That's why we ain't never left. That's why we ain't never left. When God decided to put us in the ministry, started to train us. I was determined all my children would be over here. I'll, I'll know how good I did by what he does because I don't live in his house. Amen. He lived in mine. Yeah. I'll know about my house and I will know about their homes 
by looking at their children. That's how I judge mine. My job is to teach you how to stay out of this kingdom. Cease rebellion. Cease being a rebel. All sin is is being a rebel. It's telling God, I refuse to live by your standards. I refuse to, and I'm coming over here. When you come over here, you lose your honor. You lose your glory. You don't even feel like praying no more because you've lost your honor. We can't send you to witness to nobody because you don't have no confidence. He'll take it from you. You won't even want to talk to God because he'll take it from you. You're not going to witness to nobody. Because he's going to tell you you're doing the same thing they're doing. Yeah. At that point, all you can do is repent. And say, Father, I'm sorry. I'm coming home. You know what he does? You know what he does when you come back? He don't say, boy, I'm going to beat the tie out of you. He says, bring out the best robe. Bring out the best ring. Put the best slippers on it. My son over there was dead. Now he's alive again. He restores your dominion by putting that ring on your finger. Now all the servants know that your honor has been restored. When they see you walking around with the best, all the servants know that you have been restored. And he knows it too. And so what you do, you come over here and say, you can't have him either. I'm bringing him over here. Your assignment in this life and serving in the kingdom, one of the assignments is to make sure everything that's connected to you is over here. Crowned with glory and honor and is living with power. It casts out devils. It can heal the sick. Everything you put your hands to shall prosper and be successful and empowered and blessed in this life. That is your assignment in this life. Your assignment in this life is anytime you make a mistake, you repent often. Mm -hmm. You cease to be a rebel. Understand this one thing, I believe it'll help you. Remember, Satan is asking you to be a rebel toward God. And your decision should be, I refuse to rebel against the one that gave me life. That made me in his image and likeness and empowered me to be like him. Because you have nothing to give me but death. I refuse Somebody say it with me. I refuse, I refuse to, be a rebel to be a rebel against the kingdom of God. Against the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. 
You get some help today. Y'all can go ahead and sit down. So let me give you this one verse. I was going to cover something else, but I had to go that way. Ecclesiastes 12, 13, we better read it. Better read it. Ecclesiastes 12, 13, writing of Solomon under, under the influence of the Spirit. He says, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God. It don't mean to be afraid of Him. It means to honor Him. And then he says, Number one is fear God. Reference him. That word don't mean to be afraid of him. And keep his commandments. Keep his commandments. Honor what he wants. When, when a child honors their parents, they'll do what the parents said. Yeah. What Adam did, when a, when a, when a child is in the house, and it's in rebellion. I don't care how old it is. Child's in the home and it's in rebellion. It's doing what Adam did to God. That's the first time a parent gets to see what it's like to have something is in the earth by your decision. We're in the planet because of God's decision. When children are in your home, they are there because you chose for them to be there. Their existence would not even be here without you choosing it. God gave you the power to choose whether or not another being would be on this planet. If you have children, you make that choice. Your parents made that choice for you to experience this life. And because of that, you owe them total honor and total respect. Even if they don't do everything right, you still owe them respect because without them, you wouldn't be here. Now, I know all parents don't live for God. I didn't say dishonor God in order to please somebody, anybody. Because fear God keep his commandments. I can still love my parents, but I, can't, I will not do something to dishonor the God no. that gave you me. You, me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. We all come from him, so he is the ultimate one to honor. Yes. But God's not going to change the word. Children, obey your parents and honor them in the Lord. If they're telling you something to do that is legal, moral, and ethical, you should obey your parents. Yeah. This is right. Mm -hmm. And God said, because you do that, I'm going to let you live a long life. Hallelujah. And you're going to be a successful person in yes, life. That's right. yeah. he, he, he promises you success mm -hmm. because you honored your parents. Mm -hmm. And he says, you're going to live long on the earth. Yes. That's just a promise that comes to children living in a home. Mm -hmm. How much more all of us as children of God. Yeah. Right. Amen. Never do something that would never make a decision to dishonor God and your parents and do something you know in order to please some friend 
that you know that if your parents knew, God knows, it would break their hearts. Because that's what Adam did to God. That's what he did to God. And God's so merciful, he sent Jesus to restore and quench the rebellion and to restore God's man back to him, really his son, to bring his son back to him. We live in the dispensation age where Jesus is inviting you back to the kingdom. Now, once you, live the, once you leave this planet, you become a spiritual being, and you can no longer be redeemed by blood. That's why once a person is gone off of this planet, you don't get the choice of the grace of Jesus Christ anymore because now you're a spiritual being. You're just like Satan. He's a spiritual being without a body, so he cannot experience redemption. No blood can cleanse him. And that is the reason why you always get people to restore while they're on this planet and be a preacher of the gospel. The young lady, she took this young man to Tarrant County Convention Center, and he sat under in the Believers Convention with Kenneth Copeland the whole week, and his eyes was open to the gospel and how good God was. He repented right there at that conference and gave his life to Jesus. Then she married him. And she gave a testimony and wrote it up. If you single, don't date first. Save first. Care about the person and love them like Jesus does. Don't be interested in the relationship before the salvation. Because if you save them and bring them back to the kingdom, you have a, you have a chance now to raise up a legacy for God that everything in your household is honoring and serving God. Can you say amen to that? Somebody give God some praise.